welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. say Happy New Year. I don't want to say that I hope you're ready for 2019. And I am believing that this year is going to be an absolutely amazing year for our church, that this is a year that God wants to do something special. I want to say this. I am filled with anticipation with what God wants to do. I really am. Um, Next week, we're going to do the vision message, and I will be celebrating what God did, but also anticipating what I believe He wants to do through us. And I believe there's something special that God wants to do in and through our church in 2019. Now, as we start out this year, I want to let you know that we're going to do uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting. 21 days. Now, if you've been around for a while, you know that we do this, but I, I, I just want you to know that this needs to go to another level. There's, a, there's something that I'm really creating a sense of urgency here today, saying I want us to really pay attention. I don't want this to be just a, yep, check the box. This is something we need to dig into. So I'm asking you as a church to do this. I'm asking you, if you don't already have this, to download the River Valley Church app. Go uh, to the app store. uh, Go ahead and download the app because we're going to communicate in the 21 days of prayer and fasting uh, with you through the app. There's going to be a video each day that will be sent out, and that will be something that you can pray with. There'll be a focus there every day. Um, We want you to get a journal for this. We want you to be journaling and be able to get a hold of that. And uh, we want you to be praying with us every single day. Um, Do not think, like, if you miss a day, you're out. If you don't start on time, you're out. Maybe you're watching this later. Jump in with us right away, and we want to pray. Now, it's going to start Monday. We wanted to give everybody uh, the advance notice that here we are on the weekend. It actually starts Monday. So Monday morning, we are starting this prayer and emphasis with 21 days. We are joining thousands of churches. Thousands of churches across America are doing this. We are joining them. And I do want to admit, I just want to admit, um, this is a time that we need God. And we're saying, God, we absolutely have to have you. This is not a formality. This is an absolutely have to have you. I mean, with the size of our church, we absolutely have to have the presence of God here. We have to pray more. I mean, we're we're 10,000. You understand? This is just, uh, there's a huge weight of responsibility. Um, Most of the days I don't think about the weight of responsibility, but the times that I do think about the weight of responsibility of this church, I I sometimes lose my breath. I I almost immediately want to fall to my knees. That's an admission that we're building his church. Okay, so we need him. We need his power. Our, Our sermons are now going online around the world. They need online around the world prayers prayed over them. Okay, it's not just a local church. Our, our, our 500 missionaries, we want to send out 500 missionaries. Do you understand? It's not just a strategic plan. 
that was birthed with a prophetic word and now it needs a prayer behind it, over it, on it, around it. We need to be praying about this. Our, our worship songs are being sung around the world around the world. I've been to Australia. I've been to other places. I've get text message from people in Indonesia and Japan. And play. They're like, they're singing your song. Our, our songs, our worship needs an around the world anointing prayed over it. And so it's an admission that we need God at another level. And it's also an admission today that, that we've joined these other churches and I've always felt like it was, we were with them, but it was for them. And we're, I just, I want to admit to you today, I just feel a greater burden that this is for us. This is for us. This is not just a neat thing we are joining. This is something for our church that we desperately need, that we have to grab hold of. And if we've just kind of used it or kind of been involved in the past, God's changing the emphasis right now in our church. This is something we desperately need. So if you didn't already say like, I'm downloading the app, I'm getting the journal, I'm I need you to just go back to that thought now, download the app, I need you to get the journal, I need you to make sure that this is a focus, I need you to look at your calendar, I need you to be focused on this. There's an intensity on me about this because I just, the, the, the weight is big, the, the push is strong, the, the plans that God has for us are bigger than things we, we could dream of. And I'm just praying that we won't let it down by not praying, by not being behind it, by not being aligned with all that God wants to do. Now, now additionally, we're going to fast. And I know that um, fasting is something that we, we don't often do, but it is something that we need to do. The Bible talks about it and uh, it, it puts a, a strength behind whatever we're doing. I, I see this in Matthew 17, verse 19. It says, the disciples came to Jesus in private and they asked like, why couldn't we drive that spirit out of that man? Like that little boy, like how come we couldn't do it? Like they were trying to cast the, the evil spirit out of this little boy and they couldn't do it. Matter of fact, I think the boy was older. He was an older boy, but still in the care and custody of his father. And they're like, how come we couldn't do it? And he said, like, this kind doesn't come out, but by prayer and fasting, he was saying like, this one was entrenched a little deeper. This one had like deeper roots down there. This one had some strength behind it, apparently from longevity. It had squatter's rights, if you will, in this man's life. And he's like, if you want to take on things that have squatter's rights, you got to fast. And I believe this, that God is calling us as a church to take on things that have squatter's rights. I believe that he's saying you need to enter into a spiritual level because people have been bound for a long time. Used to be that you could protect kids from sins of this world. Like they just, it just, there was an innocence that was there. And, and now we're dealing with kids that have addictions where they're saying lifelong addiction at age 11. They've been bound a long time and God help us if, if they make it through those years and they never get help, then it's a lifelong addiction for 30 years or 40 years. And, and, and just the evil that's just permeating in, it feels like evil wants to say we have squatter's rights, but what evil doesn't know is we have fasting power that we're unleashing on squatter's rights. That's how I feel. Interestingly enough, like, God doesn't get any stronger when we fast. We get stronger when we fast. 
Isn't that interesting? I mean, the same power was available in, in Matthew 17 where that young boy could have been set free. Same power was always there. It's just that the disciples hadn't got up to that level. Isn't that interesting? They didn't get up to the level that God had available. So there is some responsibility on us when we approach squatter rights things and when we go after things and we're trying to grow God's church and move it forward and start new campuses and do these things. There is a level that we have to get up to. He doesn't get stronger, but we get stronger. We align with the level that he's already at. It's like, it's like we don't have a good connection. It's like our connection is weak and God's like, come on, strengthen the connection, strengthen the connection. The power's there, you just have to strengthen the connection. I know very little about auto mechanics and all that, but I do know that as a youth pastor, I had to go help somebody with a, a car that wouldn't start. And they were like, you know, you're the youth pastor, you gotta do it, all in favor of sending you, say I. And I'm like, I know nothing, you know, and I go. And so I had to go and they, I, they said, see if they need a new battery. I went there and they, it just looked like it was corroded. So I, you know, I don't know if I, I didn't Google. I didn't have Google back. I mean, I probably asked somebody that really knew, called like my dad, like, hey dad. How many know before Google it was called dad? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And you probably said like, get baking soda and, you know, clean off, see if that solves the problem. And I remember doing that. And I remember like taking the connections off and, you know, baking soda and using the toothbrush and, you know, doing that. And then put, and then boom, because the connection was clean, all of a sudden the power was available. And I think that there's something about fasting that just cleans the connections, that just tightens up the connection. And, and, and boy, I'm thinking about that. There's so much that just falls off when you're fasting that dirties up the connection and God wants us to clean the connection, get greater contact, and, and get there. Now, in the 21 days, we're going to be fasting and praying and asking God for a strong start to our year. We're going to sow things in the 21 days. How many of them are sowing and reaping? We're going to sow in these 21 days of prayer and fasting, and we're going to reap throughout the year. So if you're wondering what's going to happen in August, let's pray for it right now in January. Come on, there's going to be an altar call. There's going to be something that's happening. There's going to be a breakthrough. There's going to be a visitor you want to invite. There's going to be a, a coworker that's going to need a breakthrough. Come on, let's sow in it now so that we'll reap it then. We're going to seek first the kingdom of God, just like he says in Matthew 6, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. We're going to get these other things there, but we're going to seek him first this year. Now in prayer, and I really feel this strongly, we're going to have a, a series on prayer this year. Uh, we just need to focus in on this. But I want to start with prayer before we get into fasting. Um, so many are intimidated by prayer. There's just a lack of understanding. There's a lack of confidence. There's just like, I don't know how to do this. I, mean, I, I remember leading a life group and, and I said, you know, I just felt this prompting. I was like, has anyone not, like, you've never prayed out loud. You've never prayed out loud in a group setting like this. And this one guy was like, like me. And I'm like, okay, at the, at the end of this, we're going to have you pray out loud. Okay. And he was like, okay. You know, you could just feel like he was like, and he just prayed. And I said, it's a growth step for you. Man, it's a growth step. But you could just see, he was like, I just didn't know how to do it. At the end of it, he prayed out loud. And then like the whole life group's like, yay, we're clapping. It's like, we're just clapping and cheering him on. Cause that's what we're doing. We're clapping and cheering you on when you're growing in your prayer life. Now, now, just so you're clear, prayer is a, a communication process that allows us to talk to God. There's, I'll give you a couple definitions. Prayer is a communication process that allows us to talk to God. And it's, it's just, it's, it's communicating with God. He speaks, we speak, and yes, it's a back and forth. 
It's back and forth. We're, we're talking to God, whether it's internally, we're just using like in our internal voice or externally. Sometimes I will pray out loud and I'll just be praying out loud. I love what uh, Ralph Martin said. He said, prayer is paying attention to God. Prayer is paying attention. I'm just paying attention. Uh, what, do you, what do you want? Where are we going in this? What are we going to do? But prayer is central in the Bible. When you look at who prayed, it's like the who's who of the Bible. I mean, I could just go through the list, but I'll give you a few. Abraham, he's like praying for God to intervene. Moses, a great leader that is leading the Israelites out of bondage in Egypt. He's like, God, save these people. He's praying. He's spending so much time praying. And in God's presence, his face is glowing. The priests would pray on the day of atonement in Leviticus 16. You know, they would pray on the day of atonement and they would have this moment of prayer. Other great leaders, Joshua prayed, Samuel prayed. I love what Samuel says in, in 1 Samuel 12, 23. He says, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you. And I will teach you the way that is good and right. The writer of the Psalms, I mean, David writes so much of the Psalms. I mean, he's praying. These Psalms are really prayers that are there. Daniel, think about this. Daniel's prayer life was so strong and so consistent when they were looking to frame him, when they were looking to kill him, they said, we know what he does predictable every day. He prays three times a day. We know it. We know this guy is so predictable every day, same time. Jesus our Lord and Savior prayed often. I mean, when you read the Gospels, he's praying alone. He's praying on the hillside. He's praying with his disciples. He's praying in the garden. He's I mean, he's praying all the time. And it's interesting, the thing that the disciples want to know about is, Lord, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. In Luke 11.1, 1, it says, one day when Jesus was praying in a certain place, when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Just as John taught his disciples, like, we need to get better at this. We need to pray. And as Christians, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 talks about pray without ceasing. We should be praying all the time. And I'm praying all the time. I'm going someplace and praying and praying. We should be living like this. Samuel Chadwick, a great pastor, said this. The one concern of the devil is to keep Christians from praying. He fears nothing from prayerless studies. He doesn't fear prayerless work. And he doesn't fear prayerless religion. He laughs at our toils. He mocks at our wisdom, but he trembles when we pray. Man, it's powerful. Now, if it's going to be this powerful of a weapon, you've got to just expect that there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be things. There's going to be difficulties. Prayer, first of all, it takes time. And the speed of our life says you're too busy to pray. I'm telling you what, you're too busy not to pray. All right, so we have to say, I'm going to pray. I'm going to do this. I'm going to stop. I've got to do this. It takes privacy. And how many know in this world, it, just need, it doesn't feel like we have privacy anymore. I mean, even when we go to an alone place, our phone's still on. And people just, oh, sorry, uh, just checking. Okay, yeah, text. Okay, alert. You know, I mean, how many know you got to power down to power up? I mean, power down. Turn off the phone and get alone with God and get that privacy time. It's another thing is prayer, it, 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 what makes it difficult as well, it's unseen and we love to be seen. You don't see people like just Instagramming my prayer time, loving the prayer. You know, you know, you don't, it's like, it, we just, even if we do it, like look at this epic view while I'm praying, you know, I, I, I'm just saying prayer is unseen. Prayer requires humility and it's an admission that, you know, I, I need you. And our pride's like, I got this. 
I got this. So there's so many things that are fighting against this. We love instant, and prayers many times just bring alignment. And we're like, fix it, take care of it, do this, God. And God's like, no, get in alignment. We're like, oh, you're not listening. And he's like, no, you're not listening. Get in alignment. We don't feel it. You pray and sometimes, I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes I pray and I feel like my prayers just go like, like, Lord, could they get through the ceiling to you? You know, like, I just feel like they're coming, you know, and then I leave and I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I, I didn't get anywhere. Okay. I'm telling you what, they matter. They got somewhere. They matter. And if they didn't, if, I'm telling you, sometimes there are spiritual things that, that hinder it. How many just, they're not falling to the ground and wilting. They're, they're just still bouncing and they're getting ready for the breakthrough. All right. Pray them, pray them, pray them. You'll feel better. And we're not very good at it. And I will tell you this, you get better over time. The disciples, I love the admission of the disciples. Lord, teach us how to pray. Like you're, you're praying at a higher level than what we're praying at. Help us. Okay, so wherever you're at today, start to pray and then build. And I guarantee you a year from now, you'll be better at prayer than you are today because you grow in prayer. All right. If the disciples say, teach us to pray, then you will grow in prayer. Now, a couple things that'll help you. We'll have a focus. 21 days of prayer and fasting. Each day we'll have a focus. It'll give you something to pray about. Uh, I want you to set aside time when you're praying. I want you to set aside. Can you give 15 minutes? Can you give 15 minutes and say, I'm going to give 15 minutes. Somebody like, I'm already there. That's awesome. Keep building on it. Keep building. But many in our church are in a level where they're like, pray, pray. This is, this is new. And I recognize we have so many people at different walk levels. And, and, and I just say, hey, can you give 15 minutes and pray and ask God to have you uh, have these breakthroughs, to pray for these things? You can pray as you drive. Okay? There's another thing. Praise your drive. Eyes open, please. Eyes open while you're driving. All right. All right. By the way, when I was with um, our, one of our uh, teams and we were in an Arab world country, uh, our host missionary... He said this, he goes, hey, when we get driving today, can we just do something that we do as a team? I said, what is it? He goes, what we do is we give like the first 15 minutes of every car ride to God in prayer, okay? And we just pray. And, and he's like, can I just show you how we do it? And then you guys can join in. We're like, yeah. And he goes, and we're driving. And he goes, God, we just passed that guy right there in that brown jacket. And he goes, we pray right now by the power of the Holy Spirit that he's gonna know you and you're gonna give him a dream of you. And then we're driving. He said, this, this guy in this blue car next to me, that's way too close to me. God, just move him over a little bit, but then touch him, you know? And he's like, and, he, and that, he's just praying. And those, that group of ladies getting water over there, God, we just pray by the power of the Holy Spirit. They're gonna find living water in Jesus' name. And they're like, all right. And then he's like, okay, Becca, you take it. And then she's like, Lord, we pray for the driver of our car that he'd keep his eyes open, you know, like, yeah. And God, we pray for that lady and this guy and this. And then he's like, Rob, you pray. And I love that. Man, let's do that. Why don't, we, why don't we do that and take advantage of these opportunities? It's not just for missionaries. I'm telling you, so we're praying. We can, you can prayer walk. I'm going to tell you this. Sleeping is the enemy of prayer. How many know that? You start to pray, you're going to get tired. Okay, so you can walk and you can keep things moving. You can pray out loud and we're gonna say, God, we want to pray more. Lord, we need you. We desire to align with you. We want to adore you. We want to pray more. I'm gonna tell you this. If we're gonna have church, we might as well pray for church, all right? If we're gonna have worship, 
Let's be praying for our worship that it's the best, most powerful worship we can have. If we're going to have sermons, let's build those sermons up with prayer and be praying for them so they're the most powerful. I mean, if we're going to do it anyways, let's pray over them and let's make sure they're as powerful as they can be. If we're going to have altar calls, we're going to have to say, do you want to give your life to Jesus Christ? Let's bathe that in prayer. Let's be praying for these things and let's say, God, if we're going to do it, we're going to pray over it. We're going to pray over it. Now, another thing is fasting. Let me give you the definition of this because you're right. You're like, that means not eating, right? <laughs> and all that people, okay? Yes, that's part of it. It's a Christian's voluntary abstinence from food for spiritual purposes. This is not a 21-day cleanse, okay? All right, you may get rid of some stuff that you need to get rid of, but it's not that. This is 21 days of praying and asking for spiritual purposes, all right? Now, I'm going to let you know that fasting is hard. Fasting is hard. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, you're going to get a headache. I'm just going to tell you. In all likelihood, you're going to get a headache. Your stomach is going to growl nonstop. Okay? That's just reality. You're going you're gonna to be probably get a little angry. You're going to have bad breath. All right? You're you never knew your tongue could create so many toxins. You know what I mean? You're, 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 and you're going to start thinking of excuses like, yeah, I can't do it. I get headaches. No, I can't do it. Um, you know, I get bad breath. Uh, and I am in sales and I can't have bad breath. And you know, you're, how many know that as soon as you mention fasting, excuses just start populating? Like, I think it eats tissue. I don't have a lot of tissue to eat. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Okay. All right. Uh, so we just start, we just start, I think it's bad. Is it, it's not commanded, is it? Is it commanded? I mean, is that something we, stop making excuses and get with the program. All right. Seriously. Come on. Don't give into the grumble. Get ready to rumble. Come on. Let's go for this. Seriously. This is spiritual warfare. And the grumble, when I hear that grumble, I'm like, oh, all right, man, let's get ready to rumble when we have a little grumble. All right. There you go. Now it's never convenient it's never convenient. You're like, well, it's, it's a wrong time of year. It's winter. And if it wasn't winter, we would not fast. The churches in the South have it much better because they're warmer. And of course, we're cold and we can't survive in Minnesota if we fast. No, stop making excuses, all right? In the Old Testament, again, there was only one day that was mandatory. It was the Day of Atonement. Day of Atonement. It was mandatory that they would fast that day. Other times when they had fast in the Old Testament, it was voluntary. Okay, like they just desired to be near God, to have a breakthrough, whatever they were praying for, or their leader would call a fast. Okay, and their leader would call a fast. They may be uh, facing an attack. They may be uh, in a, a famine. They may be just something was going on. There was an obstacle that they needed breakthrough. And so they would call a fast. And you'll see that in the Old Testament, the leader would declare that over that. And I am asking that in this 21 days, we will have a time of prayer and fasting. And on Wednesday, Wednesday the 9th, hear me out. Wednesday the 9th, I'm asking, so you get a couple days notice. I'm asking that that would be a day of prayer and fasting for us. All right. I'm, there's a lot of days, there's 21 days, but on Wednesday the 9th, I'm asking that that day 
breakfast, lunch, and dinner, if it is possible for you to do that. Well, who's not possible? Okay, maybe you're a diabetic and you say, I can't do that. Can you cut back to whatever your doctor will allow? Maybe you say, I'm, you know, pregnant. Okay, can you cut back to whatever your doctor will allow and be able to join us in whatever way? But many of us are healthy and whole and can do it. You're like, yeah, but I take vitamins and they upset my stomach. Wait till tomorrow for your vitamins, okay? All right, I'm just saying And that's a day that I would like to have us focus and praying today is a day that we are fasting. And as the pastor of this church, I'm calling for us to fast on that day. All right. And so what does that mean? We'll explain a little more, but it means we're going to abstain from solid foods and we're going to liquids only. I mean, that doesn't mean like protein drinks. That means like some fruit juice or water or just water for the day. You'll be fine. People do this like you know, go to the health club. You'll hear people like, oh, I just finished a three-day fast and, you know, and, do this. and they're doing it for, for health club reasons. You know what I mean? And, and we're doing this for spiritual breakthrough. Okay. Now in the New Testament, Jesus fasted. You'll see in, in Matthew 4, Cornelius fasted in Acts 10. The early church leader, Paul, the apostle Paul, he fasted. The church fasted. You'll see that. And there was just a unity that would happen when they fasted. And Jesus assumed that we would fast. You say, is it commanded? No, but Jesus assumed that you and I would fast. In Matthew 6, verse 16, he says, when you fast, when you fast, not if, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Please don't Instagram about fasting, all right? Fasting. This is the food I'm not eating. Don't do that, all right? He says, truly, I tell you, they've received the reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head. He's saying, okay, clean up, wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So we're going to have this day and we're going to fast. And you can fast more, but I want to let you know that on this day, I'm asking for all of us to do this. We're going to fast and have liquid onlys. Liquid only. Now you could fast on every Wednesday in the 21 days. You could fast for extended periods. I don't recommend more than seven days for most people. Okay. Three day fast. I've done a seven day fast. I've done three day fast. I've done one day fast. I've done skipping a meal. And maybe you want to say, I'm going to skip breakfast every time or lunch every, my lunch hour will be given to a time of prayer and fasting. But on that Wednesday, we're asking everyone to do it for the 24 hours. Again, I'm asking you not to find an excuse, but to find the alignment and say, hey, I'm in on this. But I do want to say, if there are people that you have life-saving medication that needs to be, okay, I get it. If you are very sick, I get it. But the vast majority of us are looking for excuses, and I'm saying don't opt out, opt in. Okay, don't opt out, opt in. Now, why do we fast? We fast because there's alignment, there's blessing, and there's power. Remember, as I started out, I was saying they were like, how, how come we can't get this one out? Because this one has squatter's rights. This one's deep. This one needs a little push. And as I was prepping this and trying to think about the push, I mean, I know that I like to use sports analogies, but I think about like a, a running back. He's trying to move forward and he has a, the end zone. He wants to get there. And sometimes the defense is pushing against him. And how many know all of a sudden his big guys get behind him and they start pushing against the pile and, and they, like, they push him in. He didn't really run in. He got pushed in. I mean, fasting is like the push behind our prayers. Fasting is the offensive lineman 
behind our prayer. It's, it's, it's pushing. It's giving us the breakthrough. And I'm asking God, we, we want that push behind what we're praying for. We think what we're praying for this year is so big that it needs a push. It needs us to go that way. Now, we're, again, we're not earning God's favor, but we're showing him how hungry we are. It's not like he's like, come on, fast a little more. But he's like, come on, get to this level. This level requires it, and it requires a stronger push behind your prayer. And every growl that you feel in your stomach on that day or whatever days you're fasting, whatever days you, you feel, just... God, I desire more of you. My stomach is, is trying to take authority, but I, I desire more of you. How many know that it's like if, if it, fasting is your spiritual man and, and eating is your physical man, it's like that hand slap game. It's like, I'm fasting. And your stomach says, oh no, you're not fasting. You're growling. No, I'm fasting. You know, no, you're growling. You know, yeah. you know it's like, you know. And some of, some of us are eating so much, we're like walking around like, yeah, food, you know, and instead it should be praise God. Uh, the power of God is going to have authority in my life. The power, I mean, every grumble, I don't, I mean, you get a grumble, you know, just kind of spirit man's taking authority. Put one, flesh is going down and stomach's getting flatter, praise God, and uh, flesh is going down, spirit's getting stronger, spirit wins. Spirit, I desire the things of God more than the food that is so easily there for me. Man, food rules us. So we're gonna fast in 2019. We're gonna have 21 days to start. And here's what I'm believing for. I'm believing that we're gonna have breakthroughs in Jesus' name. What you are waiting for will happen in 2019. Right now, I just, I just, I, I don't wanna overdo it. I just believe that people are praying for pregnancies. I believe that there's breakthrough. I believe people are saying, I need a breakthrough. I need a job. This, this product needs to hit. I believe that in Jesus, breakthroughs in Jesus' name. I believe there's gonna be breakoffs in Jesus' name. Sins that are there are gonna fall off and it's gonna be, no, in Jesus' name, spirit takes authority over the flesh. I'm believing there's gonna be breakup. What do I mean by that? Not relational. I mean breakup where things have been hard. It's gonna break up. God's going to break up that ground and he's going to pour something deeper in you. What maybe became ritual is going to become fresh again and you're going to have a breakup of that and something's going to happen. I'm going to pray for breakdowns of pride in Jesus' name. Breakdowns. Pride's going down. God's going up in Jesus' name. I'm praying for breakouts. How many want a new anointing in 2019? I'm praying for a breakout of anointing I'm praying for break-ins in Jesus' name. I'm praying that it's gonna feel like people are breaking in to be part of the family of God. Like we're gonna give altar calls and do you wanna give your life to Jesus? And it's not gonna be waiting for the hand. It's gonna be, I'm in, I'm in, here I am. That's what I'm believing. I'm gonna believe for jailbreaks in Jesus' name. People are gonna be set free in the name of Jesus. Squatters rights, you have no rights in Jesus' name. Come on church, agree with me in Jesus' name. Squatters writes, you are on notice. River Valley is coming after that in Jesus' name. We are believing for more prayer, more strength, more fasting. We are going after things that have been entrenched and we are believing for victory in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.